0: what's up dirtbags welcome to episode 231 of the midwest angler
1: podcast scott Sturman, matt deitch what's up dude oh man i, I i'm tired you're tired yeah I gotta get used to sick this and whole tired of being ins- oh jesus you know, football practice started i gotta start getting my coaching voice and my teaching voice back in in shape so yeah you won't get any sympathy from me. I'm not asking for sympathy. You <laughs> okay. asked how I was doing, so okay. I'm telling you how I was doing. Yep. I'm just telling the truth. I mean, if it was a sincere question, you should you should let me answer. If it <laughs> was just a just a token question for the podcast, I guess. I mean, you know, Scott, I'm doing wonderful, man. How you doing? Just a generic question every single time. Yeah. Like, the same response. Yep. Yep. I, I, so, I man, apologize. You almost like sound like, yeah, I don't know, like you're talking me off the ledge or something like that. Like, <laughs> I was like, just said, I was tired. I'm yeah, Just tired. tired. Okay. I won't be tired okay. no more okay i well. apologize
0: dirtbags for being tired yeah you gotta <laughs> you gotta get back into the swing of things and uh um you're one week one week in. well not, well, not a week no not, we started wednesday thursday friday and then so. today monday today yep. was the first monday so yep.
1: so so tomorrow you'll be one week. I'm in. Out, yep, i'm out there on i got morning duty for when oh yeah drop off man i hold my breath like i'm surprised i haven't seen an accident it's like a NASCAR pit road out there. People pulling in. like You're supposed to just kind of pull in and kind of keep on going and just kind of keep a flow. Yeah. And uh, some people come whipping in there and Diagonal Park to get out to help their kids out and stuff, which is, you know, yep. it's fine. But then all of a sudden they just get in and they're like, well, people will stop. I'm going to back out. And I'm just like, there's a couple of times today that I was just like. Oh, no, 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 no. And, you know, like one of those. Just let them like, be. Hey. I'm like, you know what? This is above my pay grade. So. Yeah. Just <laughs> let it happen. I'm just a PE teacher. And then, you know, we put cones out so you can only go one way for drop off. No. Yep. Oh uh, no, There's somebody that's always got to be like, eh, I'm going to shoot the gap here and I'm going to go around these. And it's just like. Well, everyone's
0: everyone's in a hurry because they got to get home for the prices right. <laughs> Can't blame them there, can you? Yeah. No. I Bob Barker he... died the I other day. I saw that.
1: 99 so, years old. I know everybody's like, oh, Bob Barker died. I was like, I think it was 99. Yeah. I mean, I mean eventually we all have to, guys. Right. It's like, right. kind of like Bob wasn't going to live forever. Yep. I mean, uh, right. He he was a good plinko
0: player, but <laughs> can't live forever. Uh, and there's no doubt about it. Do you see those people that were like he died at 99, uh, right. which is, like is the close as you yeah. can get to 100 you know, like without dollar. going over it? Yep. <laughs> so. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. old Bob Barton. Yep. So uh, this week's uh, episode is brought to you by Dakota Angler in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, uh, this week they've got, uh, well, start thinking ice fishing, yep. uh, uh, the Dakota Angler Ice Institute's coming down the pipe, but, uh, they got the Clam X 400 and Clam X 500 hubs on blowout prices. Uh, the Jason Mitchell X 5,000 hub is $300 off as well. Uh, the Fluger president and president XT reels are on sale and, uh, there's not a ton of those left, but, uh, a lot of good deals going on up there at Dakota Angler, um,
1: God dang it, it's it's crazy, but uh, it, it's truly getting to be that time to start thinking ice. It is. You know, I was thinking about that today. When you start breaking it down by weekends, because that's like now we're, yep. you know, I'm yep. back to the working man thinking like I only have so many weekends before it's yep. over. It's just like, man, it's not going to be long until like, you know, we're in September now. Right.
0: I, I mean, mean, dove season opens uh, this, this weekend on September 1st. Minnesota goose opens uh, this weekend. Yeah, South Dakota
1: uh, goose hunting was the last weekend yeah, or something open. like that. So, I mean, it's just like archery antelope seasons yep. are going on. Like a lot of archery seasons have started. So, yeah. yeah it's, you it's, get it's,
0: into hunting season and it ain't,
1: it ain't long. And all of a sudden mm-hmm. we're getting ready for Thanksgiving. And, and, and by that time you're putting, you know, the open water stuff away. Yep. And you are getting geared for early ice because... You know, you, we, around here, we just never know. One, one year, it seems like we could have early ice in late November, if not before that. And, and other years, we got to wait and hope that we have it by the new year. So. Yep, yep. But, but uh, yeah, they have, I mean, I saw what those X400 thermal hubs for like $300. I yeah, mean, it's I like have, half off. That's that's a heck of a deal. I mean, oh, yeah. Do you have, you have one of those? I don't. don't I, I don't. have one of those. Yep, you do. I really like it. I mean, definitely get out there and check those deals out. Yep. And, uh, if you don't want to buy yet, uh,
0: the Dakota Angler Ice Institute, obviously is coming down the pipe, uh, in November, uh, November nine, 10 and 11 or 11, 12 and 13, 13, something like that. that. Look at the weekend right around the 10th and that's when it is. Um, but, uh. Uh, that is absolutely a great time. Uh, I know we're going to be having a booth up there again. The 10th uh 10th through the 12th. 10th, 11th, and 12th? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're going to be having a booth up there. Uh, going to be emceeing some seminars. Um, I think we're going to go ahead and have the rod building contest again. That seemed to uh, be successful last year. So uh, if you're listening to this and you're a rod builder, um, start thinking about that uh we'll probably have to put a facebook post out and kind of try to drum up some interest in that again but uh there it was it was a lot of fun last year uh hope to hope to do that again this year but either way dakota angler uh sioux falls south dakota if you can't make it in there to the store on the north side of sioux falls www.dakotaangler.com use code
1: dirtbag at checkout save yourself a little extra cash that's right you know the one thing about the ice institute too it's hard to walk out of there without something oh because yeah. even if you go up there thinking i don't i'm not gonna buy nothing i don't need nothing you end up finding something that's like wow and then the deals it's just like oh yeah yeah definitely and it's fun just just get around all the people up oh, there for and sure tar- start talking ice fishing you know bs with everybody so i i mean this isn't even a shot at uh, josh and nick but
0: uh being around all the fun people that that's you know that's the i mean don't get me wrong the the deals are spectacular whatever but uh uh you know just the the people that the people that they draw in you know i i'm i'm there for the people
1: and not as much the product but don't get me wrong and it the product is and and one of the fun things too is like you know how sometimes you go to a mall to people watch it's fun to watch josh and nick Oh, yeah. you know have to run around and sweat a little bit and like, oh holy yeah buck, oh, like, they, they're, they're going all over the that's place that's the like, best part about it it's like that's ooh. the best part about it Like we should get like a tally like we should like come up with we should come up with a bingo card a dakota angler yep. both get, josh and, both josh card. and todd uh, oh we're gonna we're
0: gonna <laughs> do that but they look like a couple of cheetahs on cocaine just <laughs> flying around there and but uh Oh, man. No, yeah, we're going to for sure do a bingo card. (laughs) I didn't think about that, but I'm glad. I'm glad that you thought about that. Yeah, we'll have to do something like that. (laughs) Yep. But uh, uh, one other thing that I wanted to touch base on uh, last week at the way end of the show, uh, I talked a little bit about uh, a biggest loser competition i going to be doing uh, a weight loss competition. Well, I, I put it out there last week just to see if anyone was interested. Uh, I'm at the heaviest point in my whole entire life uh, flirting with the 260 mark. And, uh, you know, I just, I, I want to. Want to trim down a little bit? Uh, I suppose the uh, the weekly pizza review <laughs> didn't help anything there. We're going uh, <laughs> to blame this on the dirt bag. Yeah, yeah, you dirty dogs. You made this happen. your pressure. <laughs> you made me get into a new wardrobe. But uh, whatever the case, uh, it's going to be a Biggest Loser competition. I believe right now we have seven people, including me, uh, signed up uh, after last week, people that reached out. Uh, what it's going to be is uh, the Monday here coming up after late day. Uh, if, if, well, if you're interested, message me, I've got a Facebook group set up, um, and I'll add you to it. Uh, so what we're going to do is the Monday after labor day, uh, everyone is going to put in their first, uh, their first weight, uh, take a picture of yourself or, you know, take a picture of a scale, uh, will put that into a Excel spreadsheet deal. And, uh, it's going to be eight weeks long. And, uh, whoever wins the biggest percent the whoever loses the biggest percentage of weight uh, at the end of eight weeks and uh that'll bring us right to the dakota angler ice institute so uh we'll know who the winner is by then uh you know with what is that place the crooked pint yep yeah with the crooked pint being real close there I needed this competition <laughs> to be done by that time <laughs> so, so in uh,
1: case you get into a root beer chugging that's contest. right
0: but uh, um, right now uh, what everyone's thinking is uh twenty buy-in winner takes all I know a bunch of the guys in there have already said that uh, if they win that money will be going towards hooked on hard water so that's way cool but uh we'll also throw in a hundred dollar uh Dakota angler gift card uh, to the winner so um, yeah, like I said, uh, Monday mornings, uh, I'll make a post on that Facebook page. You take a picture of, uh, your scale reading that morning or, you know, the night before whatever works best for you. You know, if you, uh, we've got one guy that says that he takes off uh, for work on Sunday night, so he wouldn't be able to do it on Mondays. Hey, put in your weight on Sunday night, whatever. But at the end of the day, guys, this is for fun. And, and as long as we all lose some weight.
1: Just a friendly, Good. healthy yep. competition, like trying to h- encourage each other to get on a weight loss. Exactly, you know. Bit.
0: I mean, there's there's seven of us in there. You know, a little bit of accountability and and uh, so I don't know. It's it's going to be fun. Uh, I'm I'm actually looking forward to it. So. Uh, whatever like i said uh, if you're interested uh, shoot me a message on facebook shoot the facebook page uh, if you don't have me or the facebook page shoot Matt a message shoot uh yep. shoot us an email whatever but uh, we'll get it all figured out
1: and uh, we'd we'd be happy to have you in it and even so. if you have like any questions about anything feel free to reach out like yeah anything like towards exercise programs well, don't ask me ask me like that i mean like but seriously i mean a lot of people have questions like just reach out and get a hold of us we can help you if you're looking for different exercises to do and stuff like that i mean i don't have any issue like yep. pointing you in the right direction well that's
0: that's a big part of your life so that would make right. you know make sense if, if somebody's interested uh, to to message you don't message me on it <laughs> not not that i'm being an asshole just don't message me on it I, I don't know i don't know i mean i'll fill you full of bullshit but it's gonna be just that bullshit so um matt did you see that a kid found two thousand dollars he hooked it didn't he, he
1: hooked a wallet with two thousand dollars on it up on uh lake of the woods something like that. wow so first of all like i don't know if i've ever had two thousand dollars in my wallet
0: the, so I, I i i'll be honest i have not read the stories but i'm wondering if it wasn't a guide trip right And, uh, you know, he, he was going to have to pay this dude, you know, you know, $800 at the end. Yeah.
1: You know, you just got that extra cash in there. Up there in international waters. Man, you'd feel how, like, how much would your stomach drop? Like, Oh God. If you dropped your wallet over, over the side of the boat and you had two grand in there. Yep. Yeah. 14 year
0: old angler, uh. Failed to land a big fish on a recent trip to the lake, to a lake in Minnesota, but he did manage to hook a wallet with two thousand dollars cash inside. Connor Halsa was fishing Lake of the Woods when he felt his rod snag on something. I thought I had a big fish and I set the hook really hard. Connor told W. Day in Fargo, North Dakota. But when the boy's cousin brought Halsa's catch in, uh, it was a billfold stuffed with soggy cash, business card with the man's name on it farmer from iowa shocker uh jim denny farmer from iowa who had lost his wallet a year
1: earlier so uh wow pretty badass yeah no doubt about it so i gotta ask you matt uh do you think they just think everybody from iowa is a farmer
0: well, I mean,
1: they're not completely wrong. I mean, some right. of us
0: just farm a couple tomatoes in the backyard, and some of us got an eighty, and, and we know a little about farming, or yep. like to think we know a little yep. bit about farming. Yeah, but uh, so, Matt, have you ever lost anything over the side of the boat, down an ice hole, dropped it off a dock? Anything? Have Have you Maybe ever like a
1: pliers or something? But nothing nothing like to that value, or nothing no. like it's just like. Like you're just like it bothers you for a long time and like something you don't forget about because I I remember if it if it's something significant and you're gonna remember it like I really I really don't have any recollection recollection of like losing anything of value like that okay
0: so I don't think I've ever dropped anything out of a boat or, or done anything too crazy I've never lost a rod over uh, no, I've never dropped uh honestly god dang it i hope that i'm not jinxing myself right. here but i think yeah. a cold snap toothpick might be the the biggest thing that right. i've ever yes. lost
1: something like that which, would which is
0: crazy it. i mean you know i i figure i'm probably overdue on you know a phone or or something and, they,
1: and but, they got all these products like like those things that keep your cell phone like on a leash so they don't fall over and you're just like oh i should really buy one and then you i mean and then you don't. Then you don't. You're just like, I should have bought that. Yeah, I should have a long damn time ago. Like it is amazing that, you know, a lot of us have never dropped more down the ice, down an ice hole, or over the side of the boat.
0: Yeah. Have you ever found
1: anything? Uh, nothing like that. Like as far as fishing, I found a wallet at the landing one time. Oh, really? Yeah. That's when I was a kid. We were over at Center Lake, and I was down there i don't even know if we had a boat i think we were just fishing off ashore and we were walking around and i found it and you know it had cash in it and everything like that and there were some other people there and they're just like just give it to us like we know we know them. we'll get it we'll get it to him and stuff like that and it's just like i don't know i thought so i just brought it to my dad and we ended up like calling the kids parents i mean this was before cell phones, right, so, right so it was just like you kind of it was like a process to go through to find them and find you a up. phone
0: book and yep. then
1: yep you just you had to do some tracking yep. you know you yep. know it wasn't like <laughs> not now or somebody's like uh like type like find this person you like boom, boom. it's like okay yep, yep. they're like whoa okay you found him already it's like, yep. yeah i already found him. i mean so then we did that and we were able to uh get the wallet back to the young man and stuff and did I'm, i tell you last week I that i found it, a wallet he uh-uh then I remember he, like, gave me, like, 20 bucks or something nice. like for finding this wallet. So I always thought that was pretty cool. I mean, yep. yeah, you do the right thing and things like that happen. But that's probably about, like, the extent of things. I've never, like, caught anything, like, really cool in the water or anything. So huh? So you found a wallet last weekend.
0: Yeah, I never told you about that. Uh uh-uh. Yeah, I was do- uh, over at Okaboji's, going by the Crafty's Gas Station there down on the uh, southwest side. All right. And uh, cruising down the highway and... All of a sudden, I'm like, oh, dang it. I think that was a wallet on the ground. So I pulled over and uh, told Kayla, you know, hey, I think I saw a wallet back there. She's like, turn around. So I turned around, went back there. Sure enough, there's a wallet, credit cards, cash, whatever, kind of spread all over, was down in the ditch, picking it all up and whatnot. Finally, I look at the license after I think I got everything. Dune, Iowa. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Go figure.
0: Frickin' Dune, Iowa, 10 no minutes pay. away. Right. And uh, it's like, you got to be kidding me. So uh, I I end up, I, I had no clue who the dude was, went on Facebook, uh, had a couple mutual friends, but uh, I actually know Tim Mantle, the, uh, the mayor of Big Dune, oh, yeah. Iowa. And uh, I called Tim and I said, hey, you know Brent Boone? And he said, yes, I do whoops, I probably shouldn't have said his name, but whatever. That's a damn podcast. I can say whatever the hell I want. But, uh, I said, Hey, do you know this guy? And he said, yeah. And I said, uh, Hey, can you get his number? Um, I think I found his wallet and he said, yeah, no problem. So, uh, he ended up, uh, uh, shooting me over the number. I ended up calling it thing is, and so he's not answered, not answering, not right. answering. and a, then it's, it's coming up unregistered, probably unregistered on this. And I even messaged this dude and everything. Oh, and so I'm like, cell phone. well, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm like, God dang it, there's a cell phone out there in the ditch too. And this dude's like freaking just beside himself, doesn't know what to do. Well, uh, ends up he, him and his boy, I think, uh, just took two jet skis up there and went cruising around. He left his cell phone in the pickup and Uh just went out jet skiing for the day, and uh, he was out there for like four or five hours. I actually ended up calling Josh Baker, the taxidermist, Taxidermist. and I said, hey, you know this guy? And he said, yeah, I do. I said, well, he's not answering. I said, I don't know if you know his wife or anything like that. And he said, my wife will call his wife. Josh texted me back about 15 minutes later and said, "Uh, yeah, he'll be calling you. So I think that that lady must have called the son. Well, then uh, this this Brent ended up calling me, swinging by my parents' place, and and uh, yeah, got that That's wallet back cool. to him. But yeah, it was it was a good deal. So
1: I did. I guess the one one year when Finley was a puppy, we were out shed hunting, and we were out by the by Boone Ranch out here, and she come running through the woods, the trees, carrying something. I'm like, what the hell do you got? She she picked up a wallet oh yeah yeah guy in town here and i ended up tracking him down and giving it to him and stuff nice. like that. but he had said that was one too that he was like like i lost that last year when i was out there catfishing or something really? like that like yep. lost it on the sandbar and yep old finley found it so i found a fishing rod i think you might have even been with me one time yeah huh? we were yeah i remember yep. that we were shed
0: hunting yep we and were shed found, hunting and found a fishing nice rod fishing rod yeah it was a falcon i yeah. think so yeah. chris or jason christie uh uh signature rod or whatever not an actual signature but his uh his rods uh whatever and it was actually a baitcaster rod with a spinning reel on it so that was badass but uh <laughs> whatever the case uh yeah i don't know i've I found some pretty cool things I, I know i've talked about it before here but uh, i was at the grade one time up on the north side of spirit lake and uh um i didn't actually find it but uh my mom's uh friend's kids that were fishing along with us Found like a little capsule, a little glass capsule, and uh, it had uh, it had a note in it and a Confederate dollar. And I don't know how long ago that Confederate deal is. I'm sure U.S. history buffs are like, duh, Scott. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Not sure. Uh, sometime in between 2023 and 1776. <laughs> but uh, whatever the case, uh, uh, that, so that was pretty cool, and they ended up keeping it and drying it out and whatever. But uh, it had some sort of a note in it and, um, yeah, whatever. Uh, but yeah, otherwise that's uh, that's about uh, uh, the extent of of anything too cool that uh, that I've found. But yeah, definitely
1: never found two thousand bucks. No, that's for sure. I mean, and, and he like, gave it
0: back, and, yeah, and uh,
1: big stories about yep, it, and everybody's yep. talking about it. So you know, good on him. And I mean, I bet you that guy had to have a little bit of relief too. It's just like you know, you lose two thousand oh, yeah. dollars, and yep. especially the missus probably wasn't happy about it. So <laughs> a little yep. bit of a year of getting your butt chewed out about remember that one time you lost two thousand oh, yeah. dollars guess what i got it back yeah. <laughs> take it all back take little, it all back little redemption yep. I told you i told you i'd find it
0: yeah <laughs> uh, but last uh, place i put it that's right that's right <laughs> so uh bassmaster elite series uh, wrapped up and uh um You know, I got to think. You know, aside from uh, you know a couple stumbles and whatnot, you really got to look over that field and think that uh, you know the Midwesterners really did, really did well. You know, in uh, in a field of 100 and what 105 anglers, Um, you know, really uh, when when you look at I think Bob Downey, uh, past guest, up in 29th. I know Austin Felix finished really well. Uh, Fighter had a, you know, not not uh, the year that I'm sure he was hoping for, but uh um I'm Jakubit. not sure. Yeah, Jay Shakira did pass Did guest. he get top 5? Uh I and know at one point year. in time he was in 6th, but uh um not 100% sure on that. Uh I don't think um yeah, I don't even know where uh where Caleb Koopall finished up, but uh um yeah, I don't know. It o- overall, I mean, I got to think that uh, most of the uh, most of the Midwesterners, uh, you know, got to be pretty happy with uh, where they were. Um, now Caleb Koopal, he, he was he was back there a little ways. Josh Douglas back there a little ways, but uh, um, yeah, whatever the case, uh, uh, the Midwesterners really held their own. Uh, as far as our uh, Bassmaster fantasy. Um, Rich Lindgren, Mr. Hellabas, uh, went ahead and took it uh, number one, as well he should yeah, if he's, he's going to be a damn plundered.
1: He's a professional picker, so it's just not fair to the rest of us. That's exactly <laughs> right. That's exactly right. I think he uses live scope. Yeah, I think so, too. I think this was a forward-facing sonar win yep. on his part for, picking, for making his pick. That's right uh my neighbor jeremy k coming home in second
0: place uh i know going into that last tournament he was kind of thinking uh he he, he knew that he had to kind of make a couple off the wall picks you know to try to uh gain some ground on uh rich and just didn't happen but uh um whatever coming home in second ain't nothing wrong with that considering i got 26th uh chris sealer uh Chris is always up there. Yeah. He I mean, he's, he's consistently always, always up there. Uh, Brian Crane in fourth. Um, K Payne, five. Mizuski. CL Tiller, Mazuski. Uh, I'm assuming that's maybe how you spell that or how, how you like say that. it. But uh, um, B. Wool, Drew Clausen, uh, Chase and Walter, Tim McCarthy. Uh, you know, yeah, list goes on, whatever, but uh um we we thank everyone that played with us this year. Uh, it was a whole heck of a lot of fun. But uh the highlight of the season, definitely over on the Drain the Lake side, our buddy, past guest, Chris Miller coming home first place in the world. The champ. The champ of Drain the Lake earned himself a trip to go and fish bass it's with Miller Mark time. Zona. Yeah. That is way badass. I, I think they're covering airfare, two yeah. nights hotel, uh,
1: and awesome. $250 spending cash or something. Does he get to bring a friend? Uh yeah, I think. So just remember Chris how who you like better, you know. It's you know, you and I go way back more than Scott and I. So just saying, just throwing it out there, so.
0: But you don't want that sun blaring off that bald head and getting I'll in your eye, so.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: whatever 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 but uh no hats off to chris miller way badass uh you know you always hear about things like that you know people actually winning fantasies and whatnot but uh um we'll be interesting uh, when chris miller actually gets to go and do that um i think we'll keep in touch with him uh when he actually goes and does it uh
1: we'll have him on the show afterwards and uh and hash it out with him see you know. what it was all about um yeah he was he was first in our group um for drain the lake kobe van beek was second the initials yep kvb third was uh jeremy clausen wow <laughs> i mean jk jeremy i gotta give him a little shout out i mean to get second in the fantasy fishing part of it and then third in drain the lake i mean you can tell that he puts a lot of time and effort into both of them uh, i think a lot of us just kind of go through drain the lake and be like ma'am all right we don't really think ahead like some of these guys did, but uh, you know, I think it's Jeremy Franken from over in Sioux Falls or that area. He got fourth. I got fifth. That's the only reason you're going this far down. It is. is. Well, in Hellabass, Rich Langer got sixth, so. I, I didn't beat Rich in you anything got ninth. this year. Yeah, I got, you got ninth. ninth which got which is I fine. Know, which is fine. Top but ten. No. Yeah, I mean, there ain't nothing wrong with the top yourself, ten. Give yourself that. Um, all, right, all right. Come on. All right. Come on, little pat on the back. I just wanted to make you feel better. I mean, what, what that's what I'm here for. Yeah. What you
0: really wanted to do was highlight the fact that you beat me in both of them. No, I didn't. I, well, okay. <laughs> I You know, my fantasy side, like, I was, I'm I'm right there in the pack or whatever. And then I had one tournament, like, where I didn't have anyone finish, like, in the top 80. Like, all five of my guys were, like.
1: Yeah, I had Way a couple of those too. Where like I'd be like, "Oh, like I'm doing really good." Like I'd do it on, like on day one, or I'd feel like I did really good. Like looking at the places my guys got, and I would look at points, and they'd have like I'd have like a thousand or like nine hundred, and it's like you ain't gonna do nothing unless you're dude thousand. Or I had you one. Had one you I was had, in like, like, like six hundreds.
0: Yeah, that one, that's a, that's a I That's that's. I'd have freaking cut off a nut to get a thousand <laughs> points. I'm kidding? Let me see where this is. Um uh, my team. Oh come on. What do we got here? Way down in twenty sixth place. Six hundred and seventy seven. Six hundred and seventy seven.
1: That one can sting.
0: Yeah, that's the difference between being in twenty sixth place and being in fifteenth place. Yeah, there's
1: but no doubt about that. Whatever.
0: Whatever. I'm I'm moving on, moving on. 2024 can't getting, come soon enough.
1: Focused on next. That's year. right. That's better right. Got to recharge the batteries. Going to take this off season to uh, refocus and re-energize your efforts on fantasy fishing. Yep. You know, yep. And work
0: on a few things that I know need work, and uh, and uh, shoot some gonna ducks get, and hang out with the girls. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> just going to try to get better. Yeah. Probably can get my wife pregnant. What are some like? <laughs> 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 what what are some other like cliche like sports things that we can relate to it? So going to go back to the shop like if we're talking nascar and, uh, and go back
0: to the drawing board
1: yeah, go back to the shop and reevaluate yeah we got my get guys worked their team. tails off
0: to give me a good race car and... the driver just sucked today yeah, so. that's right <laughs> oh man but uh so so one of the things uh been getting posted a lot um <laughs> a lot uh past guest mason props brought it up the other day on facebook uh matt heron had a facebook post about it today uh, i think a few of the other elite series guys are, are talking a, a little and, bit about and it it's,
1: and it's not just bass it's all the way across right like fishing oh, yeah. in general yep. walleye yep. tournaments bass fishing i mean we know what happened in muskie fishing tournaments with it last year yeah but uh whoo um obviously the talk of forward facing sonar forward
0: facing sonar forward facing sonar you know with the elite series ending uh um, you know, just this last weekend, uh, some of the guys start talking about forward-facing sonar. Talking, you know, and and I'll I'll tell you who talks about forward-facing sonar. People that are in the bottom half of angler of the year at the end of the yep. year. Nobody yep. up at the top is talking about forward-facing sonar, even if they're not big. You don't. Do you see John Cox bitching about forward-facing sonar?
1: Nope.
0: You want to know who probably isn't using forward-facing sonar? John Cox. Oh so, you, you want to know who's really good at u- using forward-facing sonar? John Sokup. You know where John uh, John Sokup finished up? 100th. There was only wow. four people worse than him. This is a dude that does this for a living. Not, not fishes for a living. Does forward-facing sonar for a living. He owns the bass tank down in Oklahoma. His job is to outfit boats with forward-facing sonar and electronics. His job is to tweak and get all the settings right and do everything right. He had a bad year. You know who else had a bad year? Seth Fighter had a bad year. Angler of the year, two years ago. Yeah. I mean, so, so we go from being the best guy on the trail to finishing like in 68th or something like that. Yeah, I was down there. What I'm trying to say here, guys, is a, a, after somebody has a bad year, they got to come up with an excuse. Matt Heron, sorry. Either the sport's passing you by or you just had a bad year. Yeah. You they're, can they're, have just a bad yeah. year.
1: People just don't think that they can anymore. They got to, like you said, they got to come up with an excuse or a reason why they had a bad year. Nobody ever just is like, you know what? I just sucked. Fighter kind of did in a Facebook right. post the other day. He was just kind of like, yeah, you know, it just. This didn't work as planned this year.
0: You know, everything in life, whether it be sports or whether it be, you know, a marriage or, or anything, one little bobble can really have long-term repercussions. I mean, Matt and, Matt and I were talking about it before we started recording. I'm just going to use Kirk Cousins for the Minnesota Vikings, but if, if game one of the year he goes out there and throws an interception – and it costs his team the game. You know, whatever. Every single quarterback is going to be throwing a couple interceptions this year. But if that costs his team the game, okay, so he's got that on him. And then all of a sudden, game two, he goes out there and hits his receiver in the hands three times. But three times, the ball gets tipped up into the air. All of a sudden, at the end of the game, Kirk Cousins goes out with zero touchdowns and three interceptions. Now all of a sudden, his job's on the line. Exactly. Exactly. And then all of a sudden you're really starting to think like, oh, man, like, you know, now, you know, and, and the pressure can get really big and can get really big. And, and not everyone has the ability to just forget about it, move on to next week and, and do whatever. You you know, you can do that, but, but at a certain point, like things happen and, you know, it can easily happen with these guys in the elite series too you know you get to your first spot you know where you thought man i'm just gonna wreck them and you get there and something happened they started pulling water and now the all of a sudden moved, the fish are right. gone so you go to spot number two and you see a different guy on there and damn it anyways like i can't go there and all of a sudden you know it's 10:45 in the afternoon you you're don't have scrambling. a fish yet yeah. because you really haven't been fishing anywhere yet and and then all of a sudden the pressure's getting to you and you start making some poor decisions and you know so you so you bomb that tournament and then the next week you go to a different tournament and you're starting to second guess yourself because you didn't catch them last week even though that was a whole different fishery and and uh you know i mean boom all of a sudden your your whole entire season is starting to come unraveled but you can't just sit there at the end of the year and just say, you know what, I made a couple poor decisions at the beginning of the year, just never really wasn't able to to get it turned around and it started snowballing. You got to blame it on forward-facing sonar. <laughs> There's is- 104 anglers out there and guess how many of them probably don't have forward-facing sonar? Probably exactly year, uh, exactly zero. Right. Y'all got it, you know. No one's bitching about forward facing sonar on the Sabine River, you know, when when they're fishing. The, the thing about forward facing sonar and the thing about being a professional angler at the highest level is you got to be able to go out and catch smallmouth in 35 feet of water. And you also got to be able to go into the lily pads and the slop and whatever and catch five pound, you know, largies, you know, yeah, alongside of, of, water, of the alligators right. in, in, you know, a foot and a half of water. Where forward-facing sonar doesn't make any difference. Right. You you got to be able to catch it both ways. That's on Bassmaster and MLF and NWT and whatever these tournament organizations to put different locations on there and and try to balance it somewhat evenly so that the dude that's used to fishing down in the bayou in Louisiana and the Johnston boys up in and you know Keith Poche and and Corey Johnston. You know, they're, they're getting a little bit of stuff that they're comfortable with, and they're getting a little bit of stuff that they're not so comfortable with. Yeah. And, and you know, that's how you got to mix it up. Don't freaking blame forward-facing sonar because you suck. You know, all these guys are showing up with $85,000 boats to the landing, and then they want to bitch about the price of forward-facing sonar. Yeah. You've already got $4,000 worth of graphs in your boat, but now you're going to bitch because you can't somehow afford the extra fifteen hundred dollar transducer, like maybe buy a boat that's a year older. Maybe you know, I mean, if if ninety five thousand dollars just happens to be like, you know what? I'm I feel good about myself at eighty thousand. I feel good about myself at eighty seven thousand. Ninety five. That's the cutoff. No way. Like, you know, this is crazy. What
1: they're doing to us? Nah, dude. Quit bitching. Fish do you, better. Do you ever get a kick out of it? Like. Like guys like us, that or you know that fish small. You don't have like all this money invested into a boat, equipment, stuff like that. What do we always say? Oh man, if I had all that stuff, I'd be able to do what they do. You know, I'd be yeah. able to fish. You at least you never hear the pro guys. They can't use that excuse. <laughs> <Right>. They can't <laughs> be like, well, I got the same stuff as them. So like, oh, what's the common denominator? Well, he's got. I got forward facing sonar. Sonar. He's got forward facing sonar. Uh. Well, it's still like it still shouldn't be allowed because I'm not very good at it do you think like a lot of these older professional anglers in these tournaments and stuff like that have gotten complacent and they don't like the fact that you know look at look at professional sports what is there you always have somebody nipping at your heels trying to take your job absolutely like absolutely you know, like like you mentioned the quarterback like if you start not performing well they're gonna put in the guy right behind you and see if he can perform yep. and your job is on the line. I think for years, like, professional angling, like, it was one of those deals, like, once you made it, you were there. Right. So, a lot of these guys have gotten comfortable. Now, with Bass going back, just, we'll use Bass for an example, going back to the whole deal of, like, you got to qualify to stay, to fish the elites. But then, once you get there, you also have to qualify to stay on the elite tour. Right. So, I think some of these guys that are starting to kind of, you know... Spin their tires like you say, and then all of a sudden you start to have a bad year. I mean, I think sometimes they're just kind of grasping for straws and just anything they can to kind of to make that excuse instead of, you know, just coming out with it and just being honest and being like, you know, in order for me to stay on here, I have to get better at the forward facing so in our game, I need to keep up with technology and stuff like that.
0: How many times at the end of a at the end of a way in do you hear the guy say? You know, I caught all my fish. uh, You know, fishing how I wanted to fish. You know, how I wanted to fish. Whatever. I mean, that that happens. But sometimes I'm sure that the dudes have to go out there and fish the way that they don't really want to fish. You know, like it's not the fun way of fishing. Check. Yeah. I mean,
1: job. I mean,
0: but but I mean, John Cox up there at the freaking Saint Lawrence River. I.
1: I think he had a top twenty-five. He always does well on the, on smally waters. Bill Lowen, yeah, I mean, he was up there throwing th- in the reeds and <laughs> stuff like that. He was in the That's top
0: true. ten for a while. I, yep. I mean, I think he ended up maybe in twelfth or something like that. Bill Lowen, like, right. I mean, Bill Lowen is not exactly the the heavy favorite going into the frickin' Saint Lawrence. He he knew what he wanted needed to do, knew what he wanted to do, went and found something. You know, I mean. It'd be, you know, I mean, if Bill Owen all of a sudden gets ninety second in that tournament, which wouldn't shock anyone, neither. You know, I mean, then is all of a sudden Bill Owen like, you know, God dang it, forward facing sonar, freaking, you right, know, whatever. I think, I think like, a lot of guys dude, fish better. Right. Fish
1: better. You want to know who doesn't bitch? People that are catching them, right? And people that plain are and simple. People that are comfortable with like how they how they do it. Yep. I mean, don't sit there like you can sit there and get that in your in your brain. You get into your own head. Nope. I think a lot of those guys get in their own head and they're already like complaining about it instead of, you know what, you know what, you want, know maybe forward facing sonar isn't my thing. So I'm going to just, I'm going to go out there and I'm still going to catch him. Like I'm going to prove them wrong and I'm going to do it how I do it. Yep. I'm going to trust my instincts. I'm going to like, they use their other electronics. That's what I get a kick out of. It. It's not like they're saying, well, I'm getting rid of, get, getting rid of my side imaging and my, you know, my 360 <laughs> right. imaging and stuff like that. I mean, they they're totally fine with that, but then it's because just they know work. how to use it.
0: Yep. the 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 thing is they they're scared of what they don't know, and and I mean that that's with everything in life. I, I truly think you know everyone fears what they don't know. Man, you know these fisheries are never going to be able to survive with
1: these. Yeah, they will. Well, They'll be and, fine. And some of these be guys, fine. some of these guys too. It comes down to a little bit of uh, I don't know, like if I want to say athleticism is the word I'm looking here for, but uh, like if you watch these guys while they're fishing with the forward-facing sonar and stuff, there's a lot going on. It's not just grab the rod and cast, and grab the rod and cast. I mean, you're trying to run your trolling motor because your transducers on there, so you're trying to get that pointed in the right way by controlling the boat. You're making casts. You're doing all this stuff while looking down at your electronics and trying to read. I mean, there's a lot of moving parts when it comes down to this stuff, so you got to give credit where credit is due to these guys that have it really dialed in and are accomplishing a lot now if it was like the magic wand that everybody's been waiting for our whole lives that you just wave your forward-facing sonar and you're automatically going to catch 25 pound bags well i got news to you it's not that way because otherwise out at the st lawrence river everybody would have went across the century mark yeah i mean i think that's the one thing that people always forget like some of the guys they're gonna get dialed in and get them they're still going to find the schools and stuff like that with their other stuff like they have for years right but now with the forward-facing sonar it allows them it gives them another tool to um i don't know go after those fish if you kind of understand what i'm saying
0: yep no i know exactly what you're talking about but you know let, let's let's take a look here where he ended up brandon polonick 91st place this is a dude that can
1: freaking live scope yeah i mean like and, he, and he can catch them, like when you're talking about a smallmouth fishery, even before the forward-facing sonar stuff, he could catch them. Yeah. And you know what? Just had a bad tournament, guys. Just freaking
0: playing on. Seth Fighter, 82nd. You know, people, people bitch a lot about this whole forward-facing sonar deal because it sucks to watch. I don't want to sit there and watch a dude stare down at a screen. Well... What what what's some of those tidal fisheries over there on the East Coast, on the upper east oh, coast? The Potomac, Potomac, Potomac River and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah, that's a whole that's hell of a right. lot of fun to watch, guys. Whoa, you know, that's way more fun. <laughs> 12,
1: 13 pounds is yeah. gonna put yeah, you in contention. It's badass. To win.
0: It's way fun to watch. <laughs> Give me a break, guys. You can bitch about all you want, but at the end of the day, it, it is what it is. I, I I as a fan want to see the best anglers use the best technology to catch the best bass in the system. That's what I want to watch. If, if I, I can I can 100% get it if that's not what you're into. I can get it if, if you know yeah. it's like, you know what I, I I want 18 foot boats and no electronics and you can only keep six rods on the dash or on the deck and uh, you know can't have over a 100 horsepower motor that's cool. I'll, I'll watch it. I'll watch it, you know, whatever. But, uh, I mean, to sit there and cap technology, just, you know, th- then at that point, you're just choosing to cap the technology that, that you don't understand. Yeah. You know, no one's like saying not only 150 horsepower motor, only, only, you know, nothing over 20 horsepower boats, you know, only, only this many rods, you know, you, you're, you're just capping the technology that you don't understand how to use guys, I don't understand how to use it. Like I've, I've dropped my live scope down ice fishing a couple times. I've never open water fished with live scope. Don't know how to use it. Got a $2,500 boat. I, you know, I I'm not one of these dudes that's got a hundred thousand dollar boat, but just because I can't afford it. And just because I haven't put the time in to understand the live scope,
1: doesn't mean that I should be hating on the people that have. Exactly right. No. no, I don't no, know. I hear what you're saying. I mean, the same guys that are bitching about that, as far as that goes, are the same ones that have never looked. Bitching like- about out-of-state fishermen <laughs> wrecking their honey holes. Well, they're, they're the same ones that are complaining about, or they're the same ones that have, they have electronics on their boat, but they've never, like, opened up an owner's manual to see how they work. They've just turned them on how they got them when they hooked them up, and they've never adjusted nothing, and that's just how it is. I mean, these other guys that are good at it, they dive into it. They might even pay somebody to show them how to do all this stuff and understand it. I mean, they got they don't only know the how, they know the why of all this right. stuff. Yep. So, like and, you said, and you you're can, not going to learn it in, in in one weekend. No, that's the thing too. I mean, you're going to have to get out there. It's going to take a lot of time yep. to to uh, dial it in. And once you once you start figuring it out, it, I mean, then the learning then then it changes and i mean yep. and then you start to get it and you gain confidence in it just like anything else it goes back to the what you were talking about any earlier you know just having confidence in your skills i mean yep. that's that's what it takes and i mean are you going to be competitive tournament and tournament in and tournament out nope. you might not be but you know all of a sudden you come into a tournament like you said that's in your wheelhouse yep. you yep. might be up there and you might be ready to go but guess what like you said, it's the best bass fisherman in the world, so you got to figure it out, like how to catch them everywhere, not right. just at this spot. Yep. Everywhere. Yep.
0: And and I mean, there's nothing wrong, you know. I th- I think that there's plenty of them anglers that know, like, hey, I just need to get through the northern swing and survive. You know, I just need to survive Florida. You know, I just need to, you know, you, you hear that all the time, like, you know, man, I feel good with everything, but a couple of these tidal fisheries, you know, I just got to try to survive that. You know, but to be angler of the year, you got to be good on all of them. Yep. And some
1: people are, and some people aren't. But congrats to Kyle Welcher because he was. But yeah, uh, definitely. And there's another one, another story. Like last year, he was like terrible. Yeah, like 75th in angler of the year, first place this year. Yep, he got it. You know, and it come down to a battle with him and Brandon Cobb, and uh, you know, you got rookie. I do you think like this group of rookies might be one of the best rookie of the year? Oh, absolutely. that's the so thing. Fuentes
0: wins uh, twice.
1: Wins right. twice. Yeah. And then uh, what's it, and uh, who won the at Champlain, How do you say his name? Is he's a rookie too? Like Fyota or Coyota Fuchida? Fuchida.
0: Coy- Coyo. Fujita. Fujita. I think that's, that's what it, it is.
1: He's a rookie too. And then you had Cooper Gallant in there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Got, he was. You, he was right there. I mean, you got some sticks as. I mean, that Will Davis earlier in the year when the Southern swing was going on, yep. he was just getting after it. So, I mean, I really feel like.
0: Going into this year, if you had have told me John Sookup was going to be last place in rookie of the year, right. I would have laughed in your face. Right. But. I'm telling you. 20 bucks says he makes a big comeback next year. That's,
1: that's why, like, we were talking about it's you you got to get along you got to get on with it you know learn this stuff otherwise there's there's a lot of these young fishermen and with fisher with fishing tournament fishing growing in popularity yep i mean it's i mean it's going to put pressure on those guys up there to to keep their jobs and keep fishing at a high level and and that's the way it should be it shouldn't absolutely it just shouldn't be the same guys got on elite on the elite series and you know, they, these guys are always finishing at the back of the pack. Well, you know, then they don't deserve up to be up yep. there because guess what? There's some other hungry guys here that will compete yep. and take those spots. Now, guess what? Because what do they claim as the best bass fishermen in the world fishing this tournament series? Well, okay. Well, if you're – Prove it. You know, you got to be in the top 100 to, to prove that you're going to yep. be here. So yep. it's the best of the best. It's not the, the best of the – oh, okay.
0: Yep. Well, just like uh, my uh, high school history teacher, Mr. Maxwell, said, no history or be history. Yep, that's exactly <laughs> right. So, uh, one other point, uh, NWT, uh, National Nash- or the season, season championship, uh, September 6th through 8th, Devil's Lake in North Dakota. Um, I think they got some swag up there. If anyone's going to be up there, you should shoot me a message. Uh, I saw that they've got a couple uh, um, shirts, sweatshirts, uh, stuff like that. Ooh. I wouldn't mind uh, getting one, but I don't think that they're shipping them. I think that they're only selling them there at the event. So if anyone is going to be up there, shoot me a message. I'll, I'll Venmo you if you happen to uh, pick it up and either come back down to, to sh- Sioux Falls or, or yeah, whatever. I have but
1: to check these out. Yeah, they're they're badass.
0: Ass. They're badass. I've seen a couple pictures of them, but uh, yeah, if uh, if you're going up there, shoot me a message. But uh, Otherwise, I think we got two pizza reviews this week. Uh, we had reviews. not uh, done a pizza review for a couple weeks. Uh, going into this biggest loser challenge, uh, I don't think we're going to be having any, especially <laughs> from my side uh, for another eight weeks. But
1: uh, uh, I'm you you, you want to go first or you want me to go, Matt? It doesn't matter. I can go first. You go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, well, I guess the one that I refused or reviewed this week, was, uh, was a Lata Maza Taco Grande. Ah, um, stuck it in the oven the other night. Um, overall, I mean, it's a of Maza, so when you look at it, great, Got a lot of cheese. cheese. You know, so you're looking at it like, this is definitely a pizza. Um, th- as far as the toppings go, I guess there could have been more for toppings. It was kind of, you know, light on the... Light on the sustenance. Okay. Lot on the cheese, which is all right, but the sustenance of they it did of did earn the name. But but you know, like when you're talking taco grande, I guess when you think of a taco pizza, you're thinking of the lettuce on there, topped with cheese, like shredded cheese, just everything like that. The tomatoes. This had like black olives, which I love, you know, and like your beef and all that stuff. But it just was. It just kind of was like a flat, just a regular pizza. It was
0: when it was done. Could you have thrown some lettuce and tomatoes oh, on top yeah. of it? Would
1: well, that can, have been the way to maybe go about it? I definitely would have been. I mean, you can yeah. definitely uh, dress it up if you really right. want to put right. some taco sauce on there. I think that's the way it would be go- would the way to go. Uh, crust was good, like it always is on a lots of Moza. I really like their crust. Um, overall, you know, I am going to go with a. A uh, 7-2 on it. Okay. A okay. 7-2. Uh, you know, i definitely eat it again. Didn't knock talking. it out of the park, but it was no, good. No, it's just like, okay. And like you said, you could enhance it if you want to, yep. but then that one, that would be a whole different pizza review. I mean, it would be like a pizza makeover type deal. That's true. That I didn't think like about extreme that. Extreme pizza makeover instead of yep. extreme home makeover. I mean, it's just like, well, then you could argue you could do that with any pizza and make it taste better, yep. you know, and bring it up there. So. I mean, I'm gonna go with that seven 2 I mean, obviously the sauce is good. You can definitely tell it's like a taco flavoring and stuff like that. But I mean, it wasn't over overpowering. It had a little spice to it, so I don't know if if you would enjoy it. Like nope. I said, and if you're not a nope. black, I know a lot of people don't like olives. No, nah, so, they suck, man. So I mean, you might want to avoid it. But seven two. All, good, good, respectable score. Yeah, it was a good after a after football game. Throw it in the oven and chow it down. You bet. Uh, I actually did a pizza that has been one of the,
0: uh, um, I've gotten more requests to do one of these pizzas than any other pizza, uh, out there. Uh, this is one of them that, uh, gotten a lot of Facebook uh, messages about. And, uh, the other day, our local grocery store said that they had in stock
1: Haggy's pizza. I saw that from, they put a big post on on Facebook, and your wife even tagged me My wife it, tagged so. me
0: in it, but uh, made in Malacca, Minnesota, since uh, 1989. Uh, I got the six-pack sausage, pepperoni, Canadian-style bacon, bacon, mozzarella, and cheddar cheese. And uh, when I looked down into that cooler and I saw it, it was staring back at me, and I knew, oh, it's on. You had a moment. Oh, it's on. It's on,
1: like... Was it was it one of those like hey come eat me big boy or was or was it more of like a challenging like I bet you can't take this down.
0: So so that's funny. I think when it was sitting in the cooler, it it was I mean it was giving me the eyes like it uh, it, it 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 wanted me and, yep. and I wanted it. So I mean it was. Sparks flew, emotions ran wild. But uh, so that night at the fire station, uh, had a guy on the fire department say, "Oh, Scott, I bet you can't eat that whole entire thing." And I'm like, "Old son, like you do not know who you are freaking talking to. Like, come on." Oh, man. but uh, so so. That I'm I'm gonna roll this into the review now. You know I I had the challenge. I had the I had the challenge. You can't eat me. You can't eat the whole entire thing. Well, you're wrong for one. But uh, so the haggis six pack. uh So I'm gonna start off by saying when you can smell the bacon while it's still in the oven, it's gonna be good.
1: Yeah.
0: Like I I Definitely knew right that. then and there. Like ooh my my kitchen's got that bacon aroma. Yeah. And I like it. Mouth started um,
1: to water, drool a little bit. A little bit. Little Salivating. bit. Um,
0: you know, when this thing is in the wrapper, you you think like, oh, it's thick crust, thick crust pizza. And it's not, it's very thin crust pizza. We've got that much topping on it. Oh, wow. I mean, this is, this might be the most toppings that I've seen on a, on a pizza, uh, does have a premium price, but I feel like you're getting a premium pizza. So I'm willing to pay that, um, might be one of the better crusts i've ever had now i saw josh strand right on facebook he said he thinks crust is garbage he thinks he thinks haggies are overrated all right i don't know if he's doing it wrong i don't know if he's doing it on a can or on a pan you know me straight on the rack um i don't know if it's the best frozen pizza i've ever had but it's in the conversation all right um i'm gonna go nine three nice nine three so, so here's, here's the thing about, uh, this pizza, you know, so, so Tanner had told me you can't eat the whole entire thing. A, yes, I can. Uh, no problem. I left a slice and a half tonight. Wouldn't have been no big deal to, to chow down the rest of that, whatever. I just didn't. Um, but you, you know how, and, and I'm not a beer drinker, but you know, I, I was, I was a beer drinker. But you know how there's those beers that it's like, whoo, that is a damn good beer. Right. Not a beer that I could drink 25 of in a night. I mean, you know, Coors Light, you know, you drink Coors Light. You drink Bush Light. Like, I can polish off 20-pack of them in a night. No problem. You know, like, and, and you know, yeah, whatever. I'm going to be freaking drunk as a skunk, but I can do it. And then there's those beers that. It's like you can only have
1: one or two, and it's just yeah, like, you know, like otherwise you're going to get heartburn. That's or it's that's like, campfire beer. Yep.
0: you know, you yep. bring a six pack to the campfire, yep. and you know that you're not getting shit piled that night, yep. but you're just going to have a few of them because any more than that, it's kind of it's, it's, it's a Budweiser, get, you it's a Budweiser. Right. You yep. know, you know, you 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 got those beers that uh, you know. Well, I couldn't drink it all night, but man, it's really good. That's what it's this like pizza a brewery is. beer. It, it, exactly. This is a, this is a craft beer.
1: It's a craft uh, pizza
0: yeah you, you're not gonna drink a dirty 30 of these but uh man 11 10 beers of this and it's like you're gonna whew, enjoy it. like this is good 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 beer well this is good 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 pizza i i don't think anyone wants to go into it eating a whole entire pizza uh you, you're gonna get full you're gonna get yeah. full but uh i'm did I already give a score? Yeah,
1: 9-3. 9 9-2. That's
0: where I'm at, 9-2. Um, I don't know. It's it's good. It's good. I'd, I'd order it again. I'd get it again. Um, I don't know. I think if a guy – man, I'd love to have a dozen beers and <laughs> have one of them. But uh, whatever, 9-2, uh, Haggis. Um, it, it it might be the best. I'd, I want to get one of those pizza corners again, and I want to get another Pep's Draft House. And uh, I'd like to have all three of them all in the same night. I think that they're probably really all pretty similar, actually.
1: Yeah, we but, need uh, to figure
0: out how to do that. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm one of one of those deals where you know you you had the other one four months ago, and it's like, man, I remember it being good, but shit, yeah. man, I don't remember it.
1: So whatever like the case, poor girlfriends at once. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly right. I know try, they're all good. I know they're all get, good, but try, I don't remember trying to get them all in one place at the same time to see if you can yeah. compare. It's not easy. Like, you just got to convince them. Hey,
0: wait a second. Wait a second. This is this is for the podcast listener. It's an experiment. Ah, dang it. Oh man. All right. All right. <laughs> Moving along. Yep. Good news stories of the week. Um, Brought to you by our good friends over at Freedom Brew, Larchwood, Iowa. The best damn coffee shop that there is. Uh, I know your wife has been getting some Freedom Brew. She likes to send Snapchats, rubbing it in.
1: She definitely does. Piss
0: on you, Emily. Some of us got to work in Rock Rapids and can't make it over there, maybe Freedom Brew should put up a 2.0 over a little bit to the east. <laughs> That'd be nice. But uh, whatever the case, Freedom Brew, um, if you haven't been there, it's over in Larchwood, Iowa. Go, pff, I don't know, a little bit south of the baseball field. Um, you'll see it right on the side of the road across from a big old excavator with an American flag on the top. That's my buddy Yosti's. The coffee shop's his too. Him and Brian are like the absolute best human beings in the whole entire world. I haven't seen Austin for a while. That's kind of bothering me, but uh,
1: need to change that soon.
0: We need to change that soon. I need to get over there and get a little
1: bit of that coffee. Did but, you see uh, that they uh, got a new one? They introduced a new one today, I think it was, and they put their fall. I menu I saw the out. fall
0: menu. I saw the fall yeah, menu. I'm not I mean, a pumpkin spice guy, so yeah, I yeah. But
1: you're an UGGs guy. Oh and Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I'm basic yeah i mean i could see you start to get a little excited i can't even i can't even you can't even <laughs> you want all the all the things and you can't even that's right they got a juicy apple lotus mm. with caramel cold foam. oh caramel that uh, oh, looks Jesus. tasty if it if it
0: has caramel in it i'm just like all in i'm it all in and good. i do I mean, love apple i'm man i'm I'd be in on one of them.
1: They even got, oh, you can even get a, in their fall menu, you can get a juicy apple lotus or a Red Bull infusion. I ain't doing anything Red Bull. A bonfire lotus. I mean, it's. I drank like 14 Red Bulls one time on the
0: way over to Sue's My <laughs> Seriously, seriously. Swear to God. Like, I thought I was going to die. Like, I could feel my heart, like, pounding in my eyeballs. And seriously, I don't think my heart's ever been the same since. I'll probably. From your eyeballs to your
1: butthole no
0: we went to <laughs> Todd's gas station went to Todd's gas station and they're like oh how many Red Bulls do you think you could drink in between here and Sioux Center I'm like I don't know buy me a dozen I drank like 14 of them to, and to we all, went to a basketball game and like I like just laid there and it was just like boom 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 that's how I die yeah seriously
1: so the moral of the story between the pizza review and our good news story stories of the week brought to you by freedom brew is don't challenge you to something because you well, just I'll you're win. gonna do it. I'll win. You're yeah. gonna win, but yeah. <laughs> you're you're gonna do it. Like somebody challenges, so so uh, somebody needs to challenge you to the biggest loser contest until instead of you putting it on because you come out oh, here. No, I'm in it. I'm in it. I know you are, but I'm just saying like you're gonna come back looking like 150 pounds. So yeah,
0: it's gonna feel good when feel I built like that. one of
1: the Cox boys before you. Yeah, go to that
0: that's right. <laughs>
1: Holocaust
0: victim, but uh, yeah. Uh, I I'll go ahead and I'll I'll have to buy me a whole bunch of new pants, but at least I'll have a hundred dollar gift card to uh to Dakota Anglers. So, whatever. I'm looking forward to it. Um, so all right, yeah. Freedom. Oh yeah, Freedom Brew. Brew. Uh, my good news story this week. Um, so on Saturday we're out fishing on the dock. Me, my brother, my nephew, uh, my my three year old's kind of in and out. Uh, Grady's out there too. Whatever. Um, and we're we're out there I'm hucking out the chatterbait just rocking and rolling enjoying every bit of life and uh hook one oh yeah feeling good good solid fish and uh, I realized like on the, on the fight back I turned around and I said to my brother I'm like hey dude this is a good one and I said and also we're about to get checked for fishing licenses <laughs> and uh, cuz as I'm looking back at him I see the DNR boat you know about 20 yards off the dock and you know heading right on in and he's like oh yeah I guess we are so i land this fish get it up on the dock and uh freaking hooked way in the back of his mouth on his tongue and it's like god dang it this is not an easy one that I can just take a you know take a uh you know my hand just pop it off or whatever um so luckily enough my brother had a leatherman there so took a little crystal blue persuasion but uh got it out of there and uh Before that, you know, I mean, every single time that we're catching these fish, you know, my my brother's, my nephew, uh, uh, my brother's kid, uh, about five years old, I don't know, maybe six. But, uh, you know, we're taking pictures with these fish and rocking and rolling. Well, whatever the case, you know, I get this thing unhooked. It's the best fish of the day, but I just toss back because DNR's sitting there tied up to the fricking end of our dock. So whatever, uh, you know, he says, Hey, I think his name's Connor. Hey, this is Connor with the Iowa DNR, you know, carefully, you know, pull up here. No, nah, go ahead, Connor. You know, whatever. Hey, you know, you guys doing good. Yeah, not too bad. Whatever. Uh, bullshitting back and forth with him, uh, says that they're summer help. Uh, he's fr- from SDSU. Uh, the girl in there's from Briarcliff or something like that. Uh, really nice, very respectful. Uh, we show the licenses and kind of BSing a little bit. They tell us a little bit about, uh, um, you know, working up there. You know, seasonal help. Wow ah, Fourth of July was wild and whatnot, and and uh, whatever. They they finally take back off, and uh, Bowen's just like staring at me. He cannot believe that I threw that fish back in because he's, uh, you know, like, hey, where'd that fish go? I threw it back in. And just the look on his face is just like, Uncle Scott, you, you, you just, you just dropped, like, you're dead to right, me, Uncle Scott. Like, we need to be taking pictures with that fish. And I don't know, whatever. It, it's just, it's a whole hell of a lot of fun seeing, I mean, that dude, Bowen, he'd sit out there for 25 hours straight if, if you let him, Woody. fishing machine. And, uh, I don't know, just, uh, just a lot of fun. You know, even my son, uh, slate, you know, three years old. Yeah. He, he goes out there, wants to sit out there for about five minutes, catches one fish and then he's back in, but whatever that, that fires there for them young kids. And that's how my brother and I started off, uh, you know, just fishing off docks and catching, catching small bluegills and whatever. But, uh, um, yeah, whatever the case, it's fun. And, uh, I'm excited that they're excited
1: yeah i mean that's what it's all about right here i think all of us can relate to that being out there i mean i was out on the lake yesterday when you guys were fishing and i could hear you hooping and hollering and the boys like slate's got that like oh yeah like that (laughs) kind of like a deep voice for a young guy when he gets excited and kind of yells so you can definitely pick that out yep um i guess mine i mean football season high school football season is that's right started uh that's right our Central Line George Little Rock Lions put a whooping on Emmitsburg the other night, so that was kind of fun to get down there and see. And it kind of gets the that the fall juices going again, even though last week it was just about it was over 100 degrees as far as temperature goes. I mean, when that sun went down and got a little crisp in the air, I mean, oh, it's yeah. just like I, you get that feeling, like you get excited it's football and, time. Dang right, and it's just like everything, like you said everything that comes with fall so i don't know that would be my good news story of the week getting excited for it so yeah that's a good one so
0: all right guys uh that is episode 231 i know that uh, i had said that we were going to be coming back with a guest um we will see next week obviously labor day um i don't know exactly how we'll do it Uh, might be a day late next week uh um maybe not um i don't know my uh my son, I know, I was actually looking at the calendar today, and I'm like, wow, Grady's got a game on Tuesday night. They're not always on Monday night. Well, that's because next week, Tuesday's Monday. And, and right. uh, so we'll figure it out. Uh, we always do. But um, we appreciate, uh, appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, have a safe Labor Day uh, doing whatever you do. Hopefully you get out, wet a line. But, uh, yeah, that's Episode 231. We'll catch you next week. Later.